Hey guys, and welcome back to Entertainment Rebooted here on WZIP 88.1 FM, and we will be reviewing Olivia Rodrigo's sophomore album titled Guts. And if you want to hear a more in-depth review, tune into our podcast, Entertainment Rebooted, which will be available on all streaming platforms. My name is Lana, and I'm here with two other friends, and they are... Elliot. And Marley. And let's just get straight into it. So what are your guys' overall thoughts of the album? So overall, I thought it was great. I mean, that wasn't really a surprise to me. I loved her first album, so I assumed I was going to love this one. And it lived up to my expectations. So I thought it was um, different enough from her last album and like just similar enough. So like her fans still love it and relate to it, but it feels like she's grown. And it's something new and fresh. Oh, yeah, I also fully agree with that. This really just seems like a part two to Sour. Mm-hmm. But the production, I thought, was a lot better in this one. That's not to say I didn't like the production in Sour. It was my album of the summer when it came out. But this one, I think she just does it even better, which is what you'd expect from a sophomore album. Yeah, the really awesome album. I completely agree. And it was an awesome way to show her versatility and her talent. So do you guys have three top favorite songs? here on this album i do my top three are logical get him back and lacy okay okay good choices i do have a top three it was a very difficult top three to make (laughs) but i'd say mine are probably teenage dream which maybe i just relate to a little too much i don't know but teenage dream making the bed and then i was debating between ballad of a homeschooled girl and lacy and i think i'm gonna go with ballad of a homeschooled girl for up there very awesome picks um for me personally um love is embarrassing is probably my favorite song Mm -hmm. on the album and then the rest of the songs you know kind of just top favorites so logical and making the bed logical is such a good logical yeah like i didn't put it up there but love the song it is an amazing song it's a great song the lyrics are just that really get me yeah and our final like recommendations do you guys recommend this album to new listeners or to fans who are familiar with Olivia? Yeah, so I think I would definitely recommend this album, especially to people who like Sour. Like I said earlier, it feels similar enough to Sour, but also different. It definitely feels like she grew up, like the lyrics feel more mature. And I really appreciate that showing in the difference of the albums. I think that's really important to not just, you know, your second album can't be like a carbon copy of your first album. But it's similar enough to where it's not like, who is this singing? Like, this is not who wrote Sour. She really showed that she grew up and matured. And I knew she said she took poetry classes to write this album. And I feel like you can tell. tell. You You can can tell. tell, which I really appreciate her putting in the work to make it so much like the one step further than sour was would you say one step forward than sour (laughs) like that little pun you got there i think i just think this album was next level i would recommend it to definitely fans of sour and even i feel like the average listener who's not a big olivia rodrigo fan would still enjoy the album or at least find a few songs they enjoy yeah i would agree i think it has something for most people obviously some people it's not their type of music but it's covers a lot of different not, I won't say gen- genres because it's like pop rock, but it covers a lot of different emotions and feelings and like upbeat and slow songs. So it really has something for everyone. That is something that you did mention, though. It might not be someone's taste. And that's also valid because it is definitely a more pop focused album. Yeah. And if you don't like pop, maybe don't listen to it. And that hurts me to say, but <laughs> you're not a big fan of 
poppy music you probably won't like even though it does have a kind of rock aspect to it it still is pop yeah and now we're going to head into our podcast portion so did you guys have initial predictions of how this kind of era would be for olivia and um what were your predictions on that yeah i definitely had some thoughts going into the album i know she said it was going to be a little bit happier than sour i'd say overall it was i knew it was a pop rock album i was kind of expecting a little bit more of the rock aspect but i wasn't disappointed by it at Mm -hmm. all i didn't really know what to expect i feel like especially since she's still such a new artist you don't really know i mean i heard bad idea right and i heard vampire and they were two very different styles so i was all torn on what it would be And I think it kind of did both. Yeah, I would agree. Olivia has always said, and you can tell, she's very early 2000s inspired with her music. So when we found out it was going to be a little more pop rock, I definitely expected to get some of those influences. And I definitely heard that. So I thought that was interesting how she really sticks to the early 2000s inspiration that she has. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Completely agree. And next, we're going to move on to a little form that Olivia's marketing team put out, and we all thought it would be a cool idea to predict also. So it's called Guts Guesses. Okay, so we have to make some predictions like, oh, which Guts song will you listen to first? Or which Guts song will be your favorite? And then pre-release Guts ranking and things like that. So um, let's just get into it. Do any of you guys want to share first? Yeah, I'll go ahead. So the first question was, which one are you going to listen to first? And I I put down All American because I will always listen to an album order. I stick by that. I just like to listen to it the way the artist intended. So I will first listen, always listen to it first. And then we also predicted your favorite song. I wrote down Lacey. I just, the name, I don't know, really hit me. And I just felt like it was going to be a really pretty song. A song that would surprise you, I wrote down The Grudge because I didn't really know what to expect from that one. So I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. So I thought it could be a surprise. And then which song is going to be a ballad? I think they were trying to trick us there. <laughs> they wanted us to put ballad of a yeah, home girl, but I'm like, I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for it. So I put pretty isn't pretty for that prediction. I also listened to albums in order the first time. If I didn't, I probably would have wanted to listen to either Making the Bed or The Grudge first because I was very intrigued by them. But I did listen to All American first and then in order. And I predicted Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl to be my favorite because I love ballads. But that's also weird because then for when I asked what gut song would be a ballad, I put down Lacey just because I I knew she was trying to trick us. I I saw through what she was doing. And then the one that would surprise you, I honestly did not know what to expect from the title track or the first track. So I put down All American for that one also. I mean, Brutal was such a strong first track for Sour. So I just, I didn't know what to expect. I was intrigued by it. For me, um, for the which gut song will you listen to first? I also put All American. Um, however, later we'll get into it. Um, that w- that actually wasn't the first song that I listened to. Then the next one is which gut song will be your fave? I thought Pretty Isn't Pretty, um, which I thought was interesting. I love the title. Like I, when I saw it, I, I knew it was gonna be, some a little bit sad, but I thought it was gonna be so good. Also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then for the which gut song will surprise you. I put Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl um, because I knew, yeah, I like I knew it was going to be something like, I, it probably wasn't going to be a ballad, um, but uh, it, what surprised me was, yeah, it, I didn't think it was going it, yeah. to be that. Like, we knew it would surprise, <laughs> we didn't know how, but we yeah. knew it wasn't going to be what we right. thought. Yeah. And, and spoiler, it was not what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me. Mm-hmm. 
And then for the Witch Gut song will be a ballad. I put Teenage Dream. Nice. Okay. And next we're going to get into what were your guys' top five pre-release Guts ranking? Like the five that we thought before listening to would be the best? Yeah. So I, like I said, I thought Ballad would be my favorite song, Ballad of Homeschooled Girl. So I, I put that up there. I also had Teenage Dream, Lacey, Pretty Isn't Pretty, Vampire, but that was a little bit of a cheat because I already knew I liked it. <laughs> and Love is Embarrassing to be the ones that I thought would be in my top five before hearing the album. Now, I had my top five as Lacey, Get Him Back, All-American, Making the Bed, and another little bit of a cheat. I had Bad Idea, right, as five because I really liked that song when it was released. We knew so it was going to be good. I felt like it was going to stay up there for me. Nice. Um, for me, uh, before originally listening to it, I had Pretty Isn't Pretty as my first, and then All-American, and then Vampire. But again, we, we heard that one. Uh, yeah. It released as a single. Um, and then Lacey, and then Get Him Back at five. Mm. Next, we're going to go into the summary of the songs. So we're just going to uh, talk about how our interpretations were of the song. Marley, do you want to talk about all-American? Yes. So All-American, for a title track, it surprised me a little bit at first because Brutal was very like in your face. Like it it started out with a bang, but All-American starts a little slower, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. I expected it to be a little, little more like Brutal, which I think it got to eventually, but it was just like a little bit of a surprise at first. No, I agree. In my initial listen through, I put a little slower than I thought at the beginning. Then I was like, "Never mind, I'm wrong." Yeah, that's exact. Like that's exactly what went through my brain. And my favorite part of this song is when she starts screaming in the bridge. I love. I'm just like a fan of like screaming in songs. I feel that's hit or miss. <laughs> I've seen people split on it. I see people saying I love it and people saying I hate it. Yeah, so, I have too. A little bit of a bold choice for that one to mm-hmm. like put I'm out a, there. I'm a Phoebe Bridgers fan, so you know I'm gonna love screaming in a song. You gotta love the good scream. That's all she's about. But, like, I especially like this because she went to, like, the scream to immediately, like, a nice, sweet, quiet, like, voice. And I just think that was really cool to pair with each other. And I feel like she got the point across that she was trying to make very well by doing that. And I feel like I can just... This song is going to be so fun live. Like, everyone in there screaming and then just going to the nice, sweet part. Like, I'm just very excited to see how that's going to be live. Yeah. No, I agree with that one. Okay, so the next song in the album was Bad Idea Right. And in this song, Olivia is, I think she's at a party if you watch the video. And she's kind of like, I'm going to go see my ex. I know I'm going to make a mistake with it. Like, she's asking everybody, it's a bad idea, right? And then she's like, you know, I don't care. I'm going to go do it anyways. And in that, when she sings, my brain goes, ah. Like, it's not really a lyric, but something about the way that it's, I don't know if it's how it was produced together it scratches that little itch in my brain. Exactly. I don't know if you know what I mean by that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then my favorite lyric, she says, I only see him as a friend, the biggest lie ever said. And we love we love when somebody can be introspective. And I know this is going to be a lie, but he's only, we're only friends. We're just friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I thought it was, I thought it was a little silly, goofy lyric on her part. I feel like a lot of the lyrics in Bad Idea Right have that vibe, which is why I think I like it so much. I will say the first time I heard it, I was thrown off guard. I didn't necessarily yeah. like it. I, don't, I liked it, but I didn't love it right away. But it, it grew on me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen a lot of people very saying quickly, that. Very quickly, I was like, okay, this is like, it's getting stuck on my head. Like, I don't know. He's my... Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Another thing I just want to add into the bad idea, right? Um, there were some foreshadowing things uh, in the music video for those who didn't um, catch on. One of the things I noticed was uh, the loser not worth mentioning. Um, if you looked closely, like the phone the person that was calling Olivia was saved in the contact as loser not worth mentioning. And I thought that was cool because that was actually a lyric in Love is Embarrassing. So that was cool to see. And then there were also um, references to like Scared of My Guitar because in the music video, there was like a little guitar case. And then there was a sticker that said scared. Genius for doing that and planting the little Easter egg scene if anyone would pick up on it. Yeah, we love seeing those. Um, and the next song, uh, in the track list in terms of order is Vampire. And if you guys didn't check out that review already, um, over the summer, I did review that. So go check it out. But, um, I want to ask a question for you guys. Do you guys still like this song? Is it still a hit in your opinion? For me? Yeah, definitely it is. I, I wasn't worried that it would be overplayed because a lot of songs do have that overplayed curse where they're so much on the radio and I just can't stand it. But I feel like I kind of didn't hear, I didn't hear this one as much as some songs. And I do still really like it. I like her vocals. I like the songwriting. I just, I think it's a great song all around. Yeah, I would agree. I I still like it. I, it's not my favorite in the album. It's feel like it's more in the middle. That could, again, be because it's overplayed. I'm victim of falling to a song being overplayed and then I don't like it as much. I will fully admit that. I feel like this was a great choice for a first single because... I feel like this one's the most similar to Sour. 100%. So yeah. it's like a nice, nice, easy transition for her fans to go to the next era. But it's also like different enough that, like I've been saying this whole time, I just really liked it. I think it was a great choice for a single. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, I agree as well. I still really like the song and it's still one of my favorites. And uh, the next song is Lacey. So, Marley, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Lacey is in my top three. And this I feel like this is a pretty hot take. I have seen a lot of people ranking this one quite low. And I don't, I don't get why, because I really like it. I think the reason I like it so much is all the imagery in the song. Like, I love when songs can really paint a picture. And I feel like this song does it so well, more so than some of the other songs in this album. Like, I wrote a couple lyrics down. This one's not quite because I love the imagery. I just love the way she says it. The dazzling starlet, Bardot reincarnate. I just, the way she says it, I, I think why, it sounds so good. Gonna, I knew you were going to say that. And I don't know why, but I, in my mind, I was like, Mar- Marley's going to like that lyric. <laughs> or not just, the lyric, the, the way it was produced, I mm-hmm. guess. And then probably my favorite lyric from that song is, and I despise my jealous eyes and how hard they fell for you. Yeah, I despise my rotten mind and how much it worships you. That's near the end of the song. And I just think it like it wraps up the song so well and says what it's about. And it's so good. It like hits so hard. I just love it. Yeah, no, I agree. I I really like the song. And like, I I feel like I've mentioned this before. I like a good ballad in general. And that one is sort of it it is. I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly how to classify it, but it it reminded me of a lot of songs I really like. Mm hmm. And then up next in the album was Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl, which is the one that I feel like a lot of people were very confused on what it would be before they heard it. And let me tell you, it is not a ballad. Definitely not. It's, if you really listen to the lyrics, it's about her social anxiety kind of. I I almost think of it in a similar way to Brutal, where she's saying it's brutal out here. In the song, she's 
saying every time I step outside, it's social suicide. Like she thinks she's being judged on everything. And especially, you know, being still young and in college, I feel like it's something I, and I feel like a lot of people also deal with is that, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? And I guess my favorite lyric, it's not even the best lyric in the song. I will admit that, but it makes me, makes me laugh a little bit. She says, I laughed at the wrong time, sat with the wrong guy, searching how to start a conversation on a website. And then it says like how to flirt in the background. And I have done that before. I've Googled like, how do I start a conversation with the person I like? How do I flirt? And I will fully admit that it is embarrassing. I was, I was like 13, 14. I pretend that didn't happen, but I did. And I, it was just a little silly, silly lyric to me. I feel like that song's super relatable to a lot of people. I've seen so many people like make a TikTok with a sound like every lyric exactly how I feel. That sound is just like I feel like it's so accurate. It really so is. many relate to it. And then in the chorus, she says, "Told secrets I shouldn't tell." I don't know if it's in everyone. I can't think of it, but I know it's like the last time she does the chorus. She says, "Told secrets I shouldn't tell. Stumbled over all my words. Made it weird, then made it worse." And I suffer from that to where I will be talking and I'll share something and then I'll get home and I'll think I shouldn't have said that like not necessarily that it was too personal sometimes that's what it was but I just I shared something I shouldn't have said or I mumbled over everything I had the word vomit while talking to somebody and I just I I don't know I relate to the song a lot and the next song is making the bed um, which I mentioned already is one of my favorites and I would say that this song is about making decisions in life thinking that a certain choice was what she wanted. Unfortunately, though, those decisions don't end up panning out how you had hoped that they would. However, you still have to live with those consequences because it was you that made those decisions. So it was just um, an interesting topic. And she did mention that this was one of the harder songs for her to write. So the fact that she like thought so, um, she was so thoughtful with the song and I do think she like nailed it. Like I'm sure we've all made decisions that we like have to live with, unfortunately. But... Yeah, she definitely got very vulnerable in this song, and I love when an artist can do that. But I'm also like, you just you just need a hug. Like it'll be okay. Because I think the whole song is kind of referencing the oh, you made your bed, now you have to lie in it. She's like, mm-hmm. I know I brought this on myself, so I can't even be mad. But it still hurts. And yeah, I I think it's a super relatable and pretty sad song. But also one of my favorites. I'll say that one of my favorites. So the next song is Logical, which is my absolute favorite on the album. It was like one of the albums I listened to where I had an immediate favorite as soon as I listened to the song. I think what really drew me in is the lyrics. I I feel like we can probably tell by how I've been talking about these songs, but I love lyrics. Like if a song has good lyrics, I'm going to love it. And there is some standout lyrics in this for me. And I fell for you like water falls from the February sky. When I heard that, I was like, like, it's so good. Okay, yeah. A little bit of a poetry lyric in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but this song gets stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. Just like the whole chorus, like the two plus two equals five. It's it's so catchy. Yeah, that was my other lyric. Now you got me thinking two plus two equals five. No, you're good. Now you got me thinking two plus two equals five. Like, I feel like that really... um, speaks on gaslighting which i feel like what the song is about and it's Mm -hmm. just a great way to describe it it just i really like it and then something that i noticed looking at the lyrics i was listening to it was in the bridge she says said i was too young i was too soft i know in vampire she kind of references the same thing about being too young so i feel like this is a good little callback to that song that i just felt like i should throw in there and mention 
Um, that being said, the next song in the album is Get Him Back. Explanation point. Um, I wasn't sure how to feel about this before I listened to it. And I really enjoyed it. I don't know where I would put it on my ranking. It's kind of an enigma to me because sometimes I'll listen to it and I'll really like it. And sometimes I'll be like, it's not my favorite, but it's weird because the album's only been out for like a day and I already have split opinions on this. But I do, when I say it's not necessarily my favorite, it's because every song is so good. But I, I don't know. I, I do really like this song. I love in the chorus, she says, I want to make him really jealous, want to make him feel bad. Oh, I want to get him back. Because then again, I really miss him and it makes me real sad. And it's really showing her confusion. Like, I want him to be jealous. I want him to see him doing better. But I also want him back. Like, I miss him. And I guess it's kind of the whole song is get him back. Like, she she wants to try to get him back. But she seems very split, like, in the decision on the song. Almost kind of like in Bad Idea, right? She's like, I shouldn't do it, but I want to. In the song, she's like, I want to get him back. But I also want him to realize how he hurt me. And yeah, in general, I just really enjoyed it. What do you guys think? Yeah, this one was one of my favorites. This was in my top three for the same reasons. I love a good revenge song. Especially she's like, I want to key his car. I want to make him lunch. I want to break his heart. Let's stitch it right back up. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want him. To, I want to get revenge. But really, it's because I miss him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like how um she like had the double meaning. Like it was really clever to have like the double meaning of like, get him back. Like, like oh, I should like, we should be back together. Or it's like, get him back in terms of like revenge. Mm-hmm. So that was quite clever. I didn't even, that just clicked for me. I still kept thinking the whole time, get him back. I want him back as mine, but get him back revenge. I don't know how I didn't realize that, but whoa, yeah. <laughs> and um, moving on, Love is Embarrassing. Um, so this was actually uh, the first song that I listened to because I was um, watching it on YouTube. And um, I really like this song like from the get-go. And I think it's just because the beat of it was just so good. Um, it was an upbeat song, and yet Olivia was still vulnerable in it. And I know um, a lot of her songs, like that you may think of her being vulnerable, she's typically singing like a piano ballad or something along those lines, but she was still able to be vulnerable in this upbeat song. So that was cool to uh, see her versatility and talent. And um, I think this song Olivia was describing this whole love story and how numerous times she had to go through humiliating things whether that be waiting by the phone or being viewed in the public about her life. It was really cool to, to, um, for her to share that vulnerability-ness. And again, it's just a really good song. Yeah, and the title is also very relatable. Like earlier when I said yeah, in very Ballad, relatable. she's like looking up how to flirt. Love is embarrassing. Like, yeah, just love is I embarrassing, admit, Yeah, I looked up how to flirt. It's always, it's like, oh, I lo- love being in love, love having a little crush, but it... it she was so real with that title. Like, it can't, it is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next song is The Grudge, which is the one that I had as my surprise. I don't know if that was the song that surprised me the most, but I feel like it did surprise me because I didn't expect it to be as sad as it was. Like, some of the lyrics in this song are really very... hit. One that I wrote down was, We both drew blood, but those cuts were never equal. I also had that song or that lyric written down. Like, it's just so so sad but like she writes it in such a beautiful way and And i feel like a lot of people can relate to it and another piece in the song is the bridge i i'm a sucker for a bridge like oh yeah a bridge is always gonna be my favorite part of a song but the second half of it you built me up to watch me fall you have everything and you still want more that that hits (laughs) yeah like she just like kept digging deeper and deeper with this song as it went on she just like 
she's such a good songwriter lyrically and you can really tell in this song yeah yeah i agree and um also just to comment i feel like the song was also having a kind of a double meaning because she said that she held her love like a grudge i think that was one of the lyrics Mm -hmm. so um the fact that she was describing the feeling of like how you could still love someone but you can also um hold a grudge by like not um forgiving them for what they did also well Mm -hmm. that's a really real thing like you can or even not necessarily forgive like you can forgive and not like you don't it's still gonna hurt like you could still care for this person and yeah that was a good thing that you brought up right there and the next song is pretty isn't pretty and i would say this song is about how what you think you may know is pretty may not be pretty in reality for example some of the things olivia talks about are how she quote-unquote started to skip lunch and quote-unquote stopped eating cake on birthdays and we know that skipping lunch is not really a healthy thing so that's not pretty and the only reason why she does these things is because she thinks it will make her look pretty or how others view her as being pretty but in reality it's not healthy and as i said earlier not pretty yeah i genuinely think this is probably one of the saddest songs on the album just because she gets so vulnerable in it Mm -hmm. I literally wrote down in my notes for the song, ouch, in all caps, because that was next to the I skipped lunch, stop eating cake on my birthday. Like when I heard that line, I was like, oh, so we're getting sad, sad now. Like Like, this is getting real. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even say that she goes a step further to talk about how even though she's doing all these things that should make her look pretty to observers in this world, it still isn't good enough and that therefore she feels it isn't good enough either. And then she even asked the question, quote unquote, what do you do? So that was a, a good point. Like, if nothing's good enough, what do you do? Mm-hmm. That almost kind of reminds me of Enough for You off of Sour. I feel like they yeah. do very similar vibes. Yeah, It's like do. this song she starts with, bought a bunch of makeup trying to cover up my face. And that and, and, um, Enough for You, and she says, I wore makeup when we dated because I thought you'd like me more. And it really goes to show that, I mean, I'm sure like she... Like, everybody still kind of struggles. That came out in 2021, and still something that she's kind of struggling with is not thinking that she's enough or pretty enough. And that's just, it's a very sad song Mm -hmm. that I also kind of feel like a lot of people can relate to. Because even if you don't feel that way a lot, I feel like everyone's had the experience of putting on a shirt and thinking, oh, this doesn't quite fit right, or I don't like how it feels right now. And yeah, it's just one of, there's a lot with this song. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then that brings us to the 12th and final song on the album, Teenage Dream, which I really enjoy. I think I, I know in my ranking it was, I knew it was going to be in my top favorites. It probably is my favorite song or one of my favorites. It's just such a good song. It's very, one, the chorus is catchy to me. Like I, I was kind of singing it all day to myself, but then just some of the lyrics in it, like in the chorus, she says, you've got your whole life ahead of, ahead of you. You're only 19. But I fear that they already got all the best parts of me. And I'm 19 right now. And I also kind of feel like everyone's like, you have your whole life ahead of you. But you always kind of have that doubt. Like, did I grow up too fast? Did I, like, you kind of miss being young. And I know on Instagram when she posted about this album, the last thing in, like, the little slide was, it was a picture of a, like, pyramid. And it was just saying, like, levels of difficulty to get degrees in the top. It said, like, living through 19 or something like that. And I just thought it was... A little silly. And then also in Brutal, I know in Sour, she says, like, 
she talks about like getting her teenage dream and then this song i feel like is kind of in retrospect like did i have my teenage dream already like is it still there because 19 you really are it's the end of your teenage years and the whole ending of the song it's usually i'm not a big big on repetition but the ending is just repeated they say that it gets better it gets better the more you grow and then it repeats that and then says but what what if i don't and i just i really relate to that and again maybe not something good but i just i feel like she was very kind of i think she wrote the song about me actually never met (laughs) but it was about me you personally (laughs) she she personally walked up to me and was like elliot i am writing a song for you (laughs) um yeah i just i really enjoyed that one Mm -hmm. so um, we're just gonna go into some favorite lyrics. Um, for me personally, it was really hard to like pick a favorite lyric. She just had so many good points. Did you guys have favorite lyrics? I feel like I already talked about most of my favorite lyrics, but of the ones I mentioned, I think my favorite is the one in Lacey. I despise my jealous eyes and how hard they fell for you. Yeah, I despise my rotten mind and how much it worships you. That one just really like keeps sticking with me. Yeah, and I also... I don't know if I can even pick a favorite. I know I mentioned a few. And even thinking right now, I can't remember exactly which ones I mentioned because so many of her lines are so good. I could honestly probably pick a favorite out of each song. I feel like my all-time favorite, I can't even think of it, but I feel like it probably would have been something from like Logical. I don't know why. Just that song had some good Mm -hmm. lyrics. That or Teenage Dream, just because I just talked about how much I loved that song. But (laughs) I can't pick an absolute favorite. Yeah. But did you guys have a favorite vocal moment or um, favorite instrumental moment? I feel like, well, I already talked about the screaming in All American. I I know that, like, it's kind of like people either, either love it or hate it. I love it. I, like I said, just a huge fan of screaming in songs, especially if it's done right. And I feel like it was here. So that, that really sticks out to me as one of my favorite moments in the album. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's my favorite vocal moment. But, and I know I've seen a lot of people talk about this, in Vatity Year Right, when she says, like, I never said where or in, or in whose sheets when she said she was going to bed, just the way she says it. I don't know, something about that and like the Oz and that stick out to me, which is weird because I didn't, even now, I wouldn't consider it my favorite song, but just parts of that, like like I said earlier, kind of itch that spot in my brain. I would say um, the vocals of Vampire are still just so good, in my opinion. Like, yeah. she just did a really good job. And the build up to the final break. Yeah, and the instrumental moment, I would say the the louder like ending of Teenage Dream, like where it goes, where it just gets louder, and you say the repeating line of they all say that it gets better, it gets better the more you yeah. grow, and then she, where she says, "But what if I don't?" What if I don't? Mm-hmm. That's and ending the album on, but what if I don't? That was strong. And going back on what you just said about Vampire, the vocals in that will always be top tier. I know she has the little like leading up when it's she doesn't quite give you that scream that you want until she does and that she does such a good build up in that song Mm -hmm. i love ending an album with like a a good strong ending with teenage dream like the louder like i just love a good strong album ending rather than it like fading very quietly i also do i agree with that especially she does it so well Mm -hmm. yeah and now we're just going to go into our initial thoughts um versus thoughts on songs now and if any certain songs grew on you. Yeah, I know I mentioned this when the single came out, but Bad Idea Right was definitely a grower, and I really liked it. And I can't even really think. I know that all of them are kind of growing as, like, the more I listen to it, my rank keeps changing. Like, I know when I first listened to The Grudge, I didn't it didn't stand out as much just because 
it was sort of towards the middle of the album. But when I re-listened to it earlier today, I realized, oh, the song is actually really good. So I think it's not necessarily that they're growing on me, but it's that I'm picking up on more little lyrical things or vocal aspects. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say Bad Idea Right was probably the biggest grower, but... Yeah, I feel like I agree with that. Bad Idea, when it first came out, I was just like, this is, it's, it was really different. And so I like wasn't sure how I felt about it, but it, I mean, it's in my top five now, so clearly yeah. I like it. And I feel like this album only came out two days ago. So it's like, the more I listen to it, the more other songs are going to grow on me. I feel like there's still a few that I'm like not quite remembering as well. Yeah. And but the more I listen, I think I'll grow to really love them a lot. that's happened with album reviews a lot, I feel, because we try to get these out for you soon so you know, is it good, is it not? You know, we want you to know our thoughts. But that being said, I know for me, my thoughts might be different in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And a song that I ranked lower might raise on my list. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's just all around a good album, I think. Yeah, for me, um, the growers I had were Get Him Back and um, Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. Actually, I do agree with Get Him Back. Also, the first time I listened to it, I thought it was really fun, but I ranked it pretty low. And recently it is a little bit higher on my ranking now. So actually, I do agree with you on Get Him Back. And now we're going to go into our favorite songs. And this time we're going to say our favorite songs top five. So for me personally, um, number one, I still stick with this pretty strongly is love is embarrassing just really like it it's a very upbeat song and very fun and uh then in no particular order my other just top five is logical making the bed vampire and teenage dream my favorite is logical then get him back lacy ballad of a homeschool girl and bad idea right which those actually with my predictions three of them stayed in the top five. So I feel like my predictions were pretty accurate. Had a pretty good, pretty good, not hindsight, that's looking back, (laughs) a pretty good pre-sight. That's not the word, but it is now. Um, Yeah, my top five, like I mentioned earlier, Teenage Dream, Making the Bed and Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl are up there. I'd also say Lacey I really enjoyed. And then I'm really split on this next one between logical and vampire and i think i'm gonna go with vampire maybe they're both so good and it's kind of funny because on my pre-release ranking i did put logical and making the bed both a little bit lower and now they're two of my favorites so Mm -hmm. i say two of my favorites yet i'm like logical i don't know if it's my top five it's just i love all of the songs but they are two that are really up there and i predicted them to be i predicted not like them as much and i do so For uh, the predictions, yeah, my predictions were uh, kind of not like a little bit different, right? Um, I still, I still like Vampire. It's still like my top five, Um, but the other ones uh, kind of, you know, were higher in reality on um, my top five. So that was cool to see, also. Okay, so now we're gonna get into our predictions on deluxe. So like. Um, there were like bonus songs uh, for some vinyls out there. So Marley, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so there's four deluxe tracks, Obsessed, Scared of My Guitar, Stranger, and Girl I've Always Been. And the way she's like releasing these, I think is so cool because all the variants of the vinyl have one of these songs. And you, like people didn't know that the song was going to be included when they bought it. They just like it doesn't end at Teenage Dream. There's like another song, which I think is so cool. And I'm so mad I haven't bought a vinyl yet because 
I was trying to save my money, but now she's making it really difficult to save my money. See, I'm so, both mad and glad I didn't buy it yet. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So I haven't listened to like the recordings people put out there yet because I kind of want to be surprised because I'm sure they'll come out on streaming eventually. But I want to be surprised at, like which one I get when I do eventually order a vinyl and what it sounds like because I want to like have the experience that people had listening to it for the first time like on their vinyl. Yeah, so. no, I get that. And I, I know the lyrics have also been posted and it's taking everything in me to not read them. But I'm, I'm going to stay strong. Too strong for everyone. You too, if you're trying to do the same thing. But part of me is glad I didn't buy the vinyl yet because I feel I could listen to it and pick the one I like best. But also, like you just said, Marley, I kind of want to get the experience of hearing it first mm-hmm. on the vinyl. So I'm still like torn, but I have been trying to save my money. And I think this might be the album that I buy after a little hiatus from buying a few. <laughs> okay. And now we're going to get into our overall predictions of how this album will go like do you think this will be an awesome uh album to play for tour do you think this album will be album of the year grammy winning i feel like for tours it would be really well and it definitely does have a chance at winning some awards but i do know it's going up against some pretty strong contenders this year Mm -hmm. this has been a great year for albums i can like some of my favorite albums ever were released this year so yeah, she's just got some competition, but it'll definitely be Grammy nominated. Like, there's no it doubt will, in my mind. It will definitely like, get nominations. If not as many as Sour did more. Like, yeah, it's definitely not going to get less than Sour, in my opinion. And I think it's, like you said, for tour, It's I think it's going to be so fun. Like, when I was listening to it, I'm like, I can just imagine, like, what she's going to be doing with the crowd during some of these songs. I think yeah. it's going to be really fun. And I feel like, so the first concert I ever went to was a Conan Gray concert. And I feel like this would be very similar because it does have its upbeat songs and happy ones and also has its kind of down like slower sad ones Mm -hmm. and like I said it was my first concert I didn't know what was going to happen with slow songs and they were still there so I'm really hoping she does get a good mix and knowing how smart she is with releasing this and stuff I feel like she will have a good mix and I when she does go on tour I will probably try to get tickets for it but it also probably will be pretty expensive so we'll see maybe maybe I'll just live vicariously through other people I know And that will do it for this episode on Entertainment Rebooted. Again, I'm Lana, and I was joined by my two friends. Marley. And Elliot. And uh, thank you for listening.